Welcome to the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive. I'm your host, Carrie Holton, and I'm joined by my co-host, Becky Holton. How you doing, hon? I'm doing well. You know, I like this time of year. This We're, we're recording this podcast in December, near the end of the year. Yes. Uh, don't you like this time of year? Well, you know me. I run around with Christmas lights, and I like the decorations, and thinking of just that perfect gift that I want to give someone. But I also like that it's the end of a year when I can slow down and kind of think, did I get things done that I needed to get done? And what are my goals for next year? I love a new a new clean sheet of paper, a new calendar. Yes, I do too. And that's one thing I like about this time of year. It gives you an opportunity to look back and evaluate how the year went and also a time to look ahead. In fact, in this episode, we want to talk about just that, mm-hmm. what church leaders can do this time of year to help their church thrive. And we're, we're talking about this time frame, really, mid-December to mid-January, and I love how it offers this unique opportunity for individuals, but also churches, to look back over the past 12 months and check out progress. It's also a time of year when we can also look ahead to the next 12 months. I just think it's a great introspective time. And as we've said earlier, this can be an important time on the church calendar because it's a time we want to to think about where we've been and where we're going as, as a church. So in this podcast, we want to offer suggestions today that might help church leaders and churches make the most of this unique opportunity that's afforded in the months of December and January. And it's not always a time that I think we as churches and church leaders slow down and really take this evaluative type stance. So let me start this out by asking you, what suggestions do you have for church leaders or for churches? Well, as you said, this is the time for churches to look back over the last 12 months. So I want to offer a few suggestions for how they can review the year. Like I said, it's an ideal time to do that, to look back. What we want to suggest is that church leaders schedule a time when the church family is assembled to review the last 12 months, the whole church family. We want to review the last 12 months, and we want to respectfully offer some suggestions about what is shared in that year-end review assembly. And first, I think I would say, look at this as a year-end progress report. No, you're not going to give a grade report. (laughs) Our attendance this year was about a C plus. You're not going to say that. You're not going to say, oh, our preaching this year, well, we're going to give it a B minus. No, we're not assigning grades in this progress report. But in this report, church leaders want to highlight the progress of the church in the year that is about to end. Look upon this time together as a time to celebrate what God has done in the last 12 months. Talk about the growth that has occurred in the church and in the lives of individuals. Again, we want to underscore this. It's a time to show how God has blessed your congregation in the last 12 months. You're wanting to look for signs of growth, success, and progress. And so you just might ask this question, how has the Lord blessed us this year? We are suggesting that you do share some numbers that demonstrate the healthy the health and growth of the church. You know, this is a very interesting idea because I don't believe I've ever been a, 
a part of a year-end congregational meeting that does this looking back and looking forward. I really like this idea. And you mentioned that this is a good time to maybe share some numbers. What numbers specifically are you talking about that you think would be good to share? Well, I would share some traditional numbers like attendance, contribution, baptisms. But you know, there are other numbers too that measure progress. Uh, You might share the number of visitors that came to the assemblies in, in the past 12 months. You might share the number of first-time visitors or perhaps the number of Bible students or perhaps the number of Bible readers in the course of a year. What we're saying is surely there are some numbers available that would quantify in some way the growth of the church family in the last 12 months. Hmm. I like what you said there. Some, some metric that is not just looking numerically at, at the church, but l- that is somehow demonstrating growth in the church family. I, I really like that. Um, what else would you share in this year-end assembly? Because I think this is a very novel idea. Well, you know, numbers don't tell the whole story. Right. So I would certainly share more than numbers. I would try to share stories that demonstrate spiritual growth or the progress of the church. What, what do you mean by stories? Well, for example, uh, church leaders might share conversion stories, uh, the stories of people who came to know the Lord that year. Or uh, they could share stories of triumph over hardship or triumph over suffering. And what you might do here is just to ask individuals in the church, how did God bless you or your family in the last 12 months? You might even invite some of these individuals to share their own stories of how God blessed them. What you want to do here is you want to capture stories that demonstrate how God has been at work. For example, someone might talk about how he and his wife had become more prayerful in the last 12 months or how they had become better servants of others. They might even share certain projects that they had become involved in to serve others in their community. People might share stories of when they shared their faith with others and the result of sharing their faith with unbelievers. They might talk about how they learned to give more generously or how they got involved in a small group and what a difference that has made in their lives. They might even talk about how they started a daily quiet time with God over the last 12 months and what that time in the Word of God and in prayer has meant to their relationship with God. So in other words, you're recommending that church church leaders or members of the congregation share stories of individual spiritual growth in this year-end assembly. Yes, absolutely. That I have to tell you, that's just really exciting to me. It's um, remembering what the Lord has done. And boy, we just get to moving too fast, and we sometimes don't talk about what God has done in our lives. What else would you suggest be shared in this kind of progress report assembly? Well, besides sharing stories of individual success, I I would certainly encourage church leaders to share the initiatives that were started in the last 12 months in Mm. their church and then present an update on how those newly minted initiatives were faring. Of, Of course, if church goals were announced at the start of the year, 
the leaders might want to share how well the church has been reaching those goals over the course of the last 12 months. I like that. And and I think it's good for us to note here and remind ourselves that people want to be a part of a growing movement. They want something that's moving forward, something that is worth the investment of their time and energy. Uh, Because Jesus is certainly worth every one of those investments, but people want to know that the church of which they are a part is also worthy of their time and energy and investment. They want to feel a part of a church that's making healthy progress. It's moving off of dead center. Something is happening. So show them in this year-end celebration, and I like that word that you used too, how the church is indeed making progress. We sometimes don't realize how much progress is being made until we slow down and recall all those times. Um, I remember when our kids were at home, and we would keep a record of their height on on a door frame. And sometimes we were just bowled over at how much they had grown. And if we, by seeing where they had been, and uh, if we don't stop and take a look at those markers, we may not recognize uh, the growth. Folks, most of you probably already know that the mission of our ministry team, Connect 3 Ministries, is to equip and provide guidance for church leaders. And the reason is that many church leaders feel ill-equipped to carry out their responsibilities. These are trying times. They long to help their church thrive, but often they are left scratching their heads, wondering what to do. Well, we want to help those who want help. We do believe that helping to better equip church leaders will have a positive effect on the health and growth of the church. There is a causal relationship between healthy and effective leaders and healthy and growing churches. We believe that. You probably do too. So we offer a weekly podcast, a weekly journal, and the Effective Church Leader Workshop to better equip church leaders so that they can help their churches succeed. I'll tell you, though, that we need your help to accomplish our mission. We are dependent on donations to keep this ministry operational. We depend on the generosity of those who believe in what we are trying to do. That said, I wonder if you would be willing to consider supporting this ministry financially in 2020, maybe by sending a year-end contribution or even by committing to monthly gifts in 2020. Would you consider that? We do need your support and would greatly appreciate it. If you would like to donate to this ministry, you may make a check out to Connect 3 Ministries and mail it to P.O. Box 53, Henderson, Colorado, 80640. That's P.O. Box 53, Henderson, Colorado, 80640. Or you could go to our website, EffectiveChurchLeaders.com, and donate online. And thank you, friends, for your support, and God bless you. We talked about that the end of the year is a great time for church leaders to look back and and share success stories of the last 12 months with the church. And you and Carrie, you also mentioned that this is a good time for the church to look ahead, not just backwards. So let's focus uh, and talk about that for a few minutes now. Yes, let's do The December-January months give the church leaders an excellent opportunity to preview the coming year 
to look ahead as well as to look back, to look ahead, to cast a vision for the next 12 months. Well, are you recommending like a separate assembly where church leaders can present the vision for the new year to the church? Yes, it could be a separate assembly. Uh, You might have the look back assembly in December and the look ahead assembly in January. Okay. Uh, It could be that you want to set aside a special assembly in the first few weeks of the new year when the whole church is gathered together or I guess they could make this a part of the year-end assembly when they look back. They could look back and look ahead in the same assembly. Okay. Well, we've talked about good things that could be addressed and discussed in looking what looking back at what God has done. What would you suggest church leaders discuss, maybe if they have a separate assembly, in that early January assembly, the looking forward assembly? Well, I'm probably going to shock you by the first thing I say here, so get ready. Okay, I'm ready. I would suggest that the church leaders spend a few minutes talking about the church budget for the new year. I'm not sure, but I think you said church budget. (laughs) Yes, church budget. Honey, sometimes people plan to be gone on Budget Sunday because it's so dry. You know, you can. It's it's about as exciting as watching paint dry. (laughs) Well, that's true. Uh, It's true that many budget presentations are dry. We've experienced some Mm -hmm. in our years in ministry. Uh, They can be dry. Uh, But budget presentations don't have to put people to sleep. Uh, The reason I say this is because a budget is really a statement of your goals. It's a financial plan, a statement of expected financial conditions and goals. And so in a budget, when you share a budget with someone, you are actually sharing your goals or your dreams for the coming year. Hmm. Okay. So... If you're going to keep that budget presentation from being so dry and boring and just a monotone reciting of where every single penny has gone, you've got to have some suggestions related to how this budget is presented. Please, you have to have some. Just so happens I do. (laughs) I knew I could count on you. Well, first of all, I would say you don't want to go line by line. Absolutely not. Uh, No. Print copies of the budget for those who want to look it over. And by the way, those who want to look over the budget have a right to see the financial plans that the leaders have made. I would not single out salaries, but people have a right to know the general budget plan. So don't go line by line. And instead of going through the budget line by line, highlight new expenditures, highlight key increases, highlight changes in the budget. Perhaps you're going to start a women's ministry. And that might represent a new line in the budget. Talk about that briefly. Perhaps you want to start a small group ministry. Or perhaps you're going to make a push in the new year for first-time visitors. And so maybe you're thinking, well, we need to buy a camera and put our preacher on YouTube so he can share some of his content online with people who might be considering visiting the church. Well, that's a new line item. So, oh, bring that up in this particular assembly. Let people know where the budget is going to be increased and why. And again, what you're doing here is building enthusiasm for the work of the church. You're promoting the work of the church. And by the way, many churches don't give near enough attention, in my opinion, to promotion of their own goals and programs. I have to admit, just hearing you talk about a budget presentation like that, um, it it almost made me feel a little excited, which I haven't ever connected the word excitement and budget in the same sentence, but 
you're really saying that people need a reason to give. That's right. And the reason is not just merely that the leaders are asking them to, uh, for a generous contribution. The reason is that there are initiatives that are going to help the church to grow and fulfill her mission. And, and, and they need financial support for that to happen. So, Church leaders really do need to show church members where their money is going to go, where any additional or increased giving is going to go, because I believe at the end of the day, this is going to inspire people, and it's going to not just inspire them to give more, but to give more of their time and to pray over this so much more. Yes. Again, I wouldn't spend a lot of time talking about the budget, but going through the budget Noting the, the areas where you're calling for an increase, maybe, maybe new initiatives, this is a time to promote the work of the church over the next 12 months. This is where you're saying, in essence, here's where we want to go. And as you said, I think this will inspire people in the pews mm-hmm. to invest right. their prayer, their time, their financial investment. When we're hearing about initiatives, not just the utility expenses, that's a whole different effect on a person. Right. So... Uh, you're saying that we need to highlight some of the budget increases in this look-ahead meeting. What else would you talk about in this New Year's pep talk of sorts? Yes. Well, I would suggest that church leaders announce and briefly discuss one or two goals that they have for the church in the next 12 months. Say, here is what we want to accomplish. Here is where we want to go in the next 12 months. Here are the areas that we want to emphasize in the new year. And again, just one or two or at the most three primary goals that you can set before the church and say, here's where we intend to go in the new year. And by the way, these goals should be measurable. Why, someone will ask. Well, they should be measurable so that you'll know that you successfully reached the goal. Because you want to be able to say at the end of the year, hey, you remember that goal we shared with you 12 months ago and the goal that we have been keeping before us often in the last 12 months? Well, we are pleased to say that with the Lord's help and with your commitment, we reached this goal. Well, if your goal is not measurable, you won't know if you reached it. Mm, I like that. And likewise, let me say here, too, that these goals should not only be measurable, they should be specific. What do you mean that that these goals should be specific. Can you give me some examples of that? Sure. Uh, Instead of saying, we want to pray more this year, say, we want 50% of you, and by the way, that might be too low, but we want 50% of you to commit to spending five to 10 minutes a day in the new year on your knees in prayer. Mm, I like that. Instead of saying, we want to share our faith with unbelievers more and more in the new year, you could say, We want to challenge you to have six spiritual conversations with your unbelieving friends in the next 12 months. And, of course, at the end of that time, you could say, okay, how many of you had those six conversations? Uh, Another example, instead of saying we want to increase our Sunday morning attendance, you might make the goal more specific. We want to have twice as many first-time visitors this year as we had last year. And, of course, What's going to be important here is that these are numbers that you're going to want to track. Right. Because what we track is important to us. You know, it strikes me in hearing you talk about this that I am sure sometimes that many church leaders set goals or committees set goals, but I'm not sure that that is always accurately uh, communicated to the church. 
to get the church on board. Yes. And what a difference that would make. Yes, it's very important for church leaders to to communicate their goals to the church and, and not only get them on board, but inspire them and promote those goals. Yes. And, you know, I you and I have had an experience with a church that or churches that have had a particular theme or emphasis for the year. Is this when that is introduced as well? Yes, yes. Uh, hopefully the leadership team has a vision for the next 12 years. One or two major initiatives, one or two major goals for the next 12 months. And our charge here is share that vision with the church. Promote that vision. Keep it before the church. Keep it before their eyes so that they know what is expected of them and where that the leaders want the church to go. Yes. So in reviewing, what we're saying is that this time of the year is a perfect time to promote the work of the church, the vision of the church for the next 12 months. And it's a tremendous time to build enthusiasm. And it's a great time for a fresh start for individuals, for families, for churches. So I guess what we're saying is make the most of the gift that the calendar offers. Make the most of this fresh start time. Uh, fill in those pews with a new sense of enthusiasm for the work of the Lord and for where the church, their church, um, plans to go in the new year. Just make the most of this specific time that's registered on our calendar. Um, Do you have any closing thoughts? Yes, I do have one closing thought. It occurs to me that we have a wonderful opportunity before us just now. Now, we're going to let our listeners know that we're recording this podcast in December of 2019. And the wonderful opportunity is that the new year is 2020. That's a good round number. Yeah, it is. So we have a perfect opportunity to identify a five-year vision for the church. So church leaders could actually get up and say early in January of 2020, here is where we want to be by January the 1st, 2025. And Here is our big dream for year one of that five-year vision. So in closing, I would encourage church leaders to see this time as a wonderful opportunity to cast a five-year vision for their church and then to stand up on the first or second or third Sunday in January of 2020 and say, here's where we want to go in year one of this five-year vision. All aboard, let's go. I agree. I I think there will be a lot of play on words with the 2020 year as it's coming up. But it is a very beautiful reminder that this is a time for us to see what God has done and what he can do in our lives and in our churches. Well, okay, that's it for this podcast. And uh, friends, thank you for listening to the Effective Church Leaders podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive. And God bless you and your church in this new year. Mm -hmm.